When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Ain't a damn thing pretty unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tell gay function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Let's go. Welcome to episode 246 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. Said goodbye to the Mets tonight. Padres win. They shut out the Mets six to nothing. A lot of guys came through in this game. This was like the picture perfect. Like if you could write a script on how the Padres could win this game, it was tonight. It was this. Game one was amazing, scored seven runs off of Max Scherzer. And then to follow it up with tonight, Joe Musgrove gave up one hit. The pitching staff gave up one hit. I'm so pumped up. Padres are facing the Dodgers. Petco Park gets a playoff game. Think about that. We get a playoff game come Friday night, Friday and maybe Saturday, against the Dodgers of all teams, against the Dodgers. Last time in 2020, the Padres, they didn't get that fair shot against the Dodgers. They didn't have a starting pitching staff to go up against the Dodgers. This time, they do. And they're now against the Dodgers. I know that the Dodgers have smashed the Padres and they own the Padres in the regular season and they won the Mickey Mouse title in 2020. And I'm not saying that the Padres are going to beat the Dodgers here in this division series, but they have a better chance of doing so. They have a better chance of doing so because this guy right here, Joe Musgrove, is on the San Diego Padres. Because you, Darvish, is on the San Diego Padres. Because Juan Soto and Manny Machado and Trent Grisham and Austin Nola are San Diego Padres. And they are playing well right now. 
And the Dodgers, they just had like a week off. And now they have to play a team that has all the confidence in the world that they could go compete with the Dodgers. They can go compete with them. And so I'm so pumped up for that series. Obviously, we're going to talk about tonight's game. Uh, feel free to put all your comments, all your thoughts there in those comment sections. Um, man, I am pumped up. Padres, 6 nothing win. MLB.com, uh, talk about bullets and board material. I'll talk about it before this series started. MLB.com had the Padres as the worst postseason pitching staff. How do they feel about that now? They just one-hit the Mets in an elimination game. The Mets just got embarrassed by the Padres. That's what happened. And the offense, the 10th best offense out of 12 teams entering the postseason, that offense just scored seven runs in game one in the first, like, five innings, and then they scored six runs tonight in a winner-go-home game. So look who's wrong there. Uh, man. There's so much to discuss about today's game. I mean, Buck Showalter, I was so happy to see that guy leave, just go, be eliminated. I mean, what he did today to Joe Musgrove should not be tolerated. Um, just going, just accusing Joe Musgrove of cheating. He has no evidence of Joe Musgrove cheating, and he says, yeah, let's go, let's go check him because he's dominating my team. Maybe... Joe Musgrove just that damn good, and your offense just sucks that much tonight. How's maybe maybe it's that? I don't know, but uh, what a win tonight! Austin Nola coming through in that first first inning, or second inning, bases loaded, long at bat, fouling pitch after pitch after pitch, and then Trent Grisham coming through with a single, having a huge catch in center in uh, right center field. I thought that killed the pod, or excuse me, killed the Mets' momentum. I forget what inning. Maybe it was like the fourth inning, um, but killed the Mets any momentum that they were trying to get off of Joe Musgrove. There, they had a runner on first, Alonso, I think it was, and Canna Musgrove left the pitch over the middle. Canna smashed it down the right or down uh, into right center field, and Grisham goes and makes an amazing catch, twenty-five percent catch probability just shuts up the city field crowd and the Padres pretty much cruised from there. Um, so Grish talk about series MVP. I am so freaking happy for that guy. That is the beauty of baseball. You do not know who is going to come through. You don't. These experts, by the way, 31 ESPN experts, 27 of them picked the Mets to win this series. Yeah, they can screw off too. People were acting like the Mets were easily going to win this series. And it felt like the Padres weren't getting enough respect. Well, do they have your respect now? I sure hope they do. Because they beat Scherzer and they dominated a 101-win team. 102 if you count game two. And a 102-win team in a must-win game on the road. I think that says it right there. They had lineup depth. There was like one guy, maybe two guys in the lineup that didn't come through in this series, and Meyer, and it was pretty much Myers and Crony, right? Yeah, Crony didn't play that well uh, offensively, didn't get a hit in the series, but Will Myers played tremendous first base. Crony didn't make any errors on defense, but uh, I mean, for anyone that wanted to complain yesterday about Soto and Manny not coming through there in game two, well, I think they shut you up there. They shut you up tonight, didn't they? Manny comes through with the big single. Um, Soto comes through to make it 6 nothing, with just a perfect swing, just taking it where the ball's pitched, takes it down the line. Uh, everyone, pretty much everyone, almost everyone came through in this series. Robert Suarez coming out after Musgrove throwing complete gas, 101, striking out guys. Hater, 1-2-3 inning. Um, you know, maybe there was some slight worry, you know, going into today just because we saw what Ryan Helsley did with the Cardinals, but that didn't happen today. Uh, and it was really funny when the Mets were playing the trumpets when they were down four for Edwin Diaz. Edwin who? You mean Ed Lose instead of Edwin? Like, that's what happened tonight. Uh, Soto came through there. Manny came through. And Joe freaking Musgrove. Talk about a moment 
a San Diego moment that's going to be remembered forever. I mean, when, regardless of what happens in this series, like against the Dodgers, like against the Mets in prime time, you're the only game on, on the road, San Diego kid, first postseason start in his career, and he goes seven innings, one hit, has the manager accuse him pretty much twice of trying to cheat or thinking that he was cheating because in the first inning, I have the clip bat talking friars on Twitter. Buck Showalter has the bat boy give him a ball to check the ball to because he thought Musgrove had something on it. And then he comes out in the um, the sixth inning, bottom six, and has Alfonso Marquez have the umpires go check Joe Musgrove. And it's it's like they were... You know how parents sometimes rub sunscreen on their kids? Like, that's what was happening. Like, rubbing all over his ears to make sure he didn't have something. Buck was just trying to find something and try to find something to get into Joe's head, get in the Padres' head. Guess what? It didn't happen. I don't think Joe gave up a hit after Buck had the umpires go check him. So, that didn't work out. That backfired right on you, Buck. Like, I like Buck Showalter. I like how he talks to the media, and he is, you know, you're not going to miss him on any details, but for him to do that, I mean, it was just, it's a bad look on him that because your team is sucking tonight, you're going to go out and accuse a guy of cheating. Did he not see the Joe Musgrove quote from earlier this week about Joe Musgrove wanting a real championship, and he doesn't feel good about wearing the Astros ring? that he won in 2017. Like, he would be the last guy to cheat. He was on that team and didn't like what the Astros were doing there. So it was just stupid of Buck to do that. I mean, just total screw Buck Showalter after that. I mean, really. And I want to see what he says post-game about, uh, you know, the umpires checking and what he saw. Because... You know, Andrew McCutcheon on Twitter, they showed it on the broadcast about uh, maybe Musgrove using Icy Hot. After the game, Buster only asked Joe, was there anything that he was using and or what was on his ears or on his skin? And Joe said, I don't know. They were the ones, they, they said I was good. They didn't, I didn't have anything on. Like, it's called sweat. I wonder what um, Buck Showalter would have done if Bob Melvin would have called for the umpires to check DeGrom last night. How did he felt? You know, and so that was amazing when Musgrove came back after Buck tried to check or had uh, the umpires check him. Came back, struck out, I think, Nito on a fastball, or it was on a breaking ball. Said, sit down, gave him the signal, and then um, got out of that inning, pitched the seventh. I mean, seven innings, one hit. He was so amazing tonight. He had pretty much everything working. I think he had one walk. And there were some times where the umpires weren't giving him some pitches. Padres out hit the Mets tonight 10 to 1. Just, again, you write a script, perfect. Just, how do you want the Padres to win a game here? It's this. Joe Musgrove pitches amazing. Suarez and Hader were flawless. Profar came through, scored a run. Soto came through, went two for four tonight. Manny, a two-hit game tonight. He drove in a run. Josh Bell got a hit, scored a run. And then the bottom of the order, Grisham coming through again. Homer's off of Scherzer. Homer's off of DeGrom. And then comes up with a big single up the middle. He got on base all four times tonight. Makes an amazing catch in the right center field gap. Talk about an MVP of this series. That is Grish. I'm so happy for that guy. And uh, I'd keep him still right there in the eight hole. Like, you could have that temptation to bring him up and stuff like that, but he is comfortable down there. So is Austin Nola. Like, if things are working, you keep him right there. Game one, it worked. Padres won with this exact same lineup that they pulled out here in game three. I keep it. If things are working, they are working. And you keep the lineup the exact way it is. Austin Nola came up big in this series today specifically. Two for three day, drives in two runs. Those first two runs obviously were huge. Just talk about giving the Padres, though, momentum from pretty much the start of the game. 
because 0-0 makes it 2-0, and City Field just shut up from then. I mean, maybe they got fake loud when Edwin Diaz came in with the trumpets when they were down by four, but other than that, City Field was like silent tonight, and I absolutely love that. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was some footage, I think, from a fan of after the Musgrove checkage from the umpires when he was coming off uh he was you know telling the city field crowd give it to me with his ear and manny was telling the padre fans come on bring it up bring the noise up um i mean what an environment i mean i worked for an nba team in new york courtside and those new york fans can get loud but when things aren't going well especially in an arena and that's that was in a stadium and you could hear it. But in an arena, when they start booing, it gets loud or it's dead silent and all you hear is the noise coming from you know the arena system. They're passionate fans, but it is amazing to be on this side of things and seeing the New York fans just sit there in like just so much pain, so much suffering, because that's what we've been through. This is going to be, on Friday, that's going to be the first playoff game I have ever been to. We've been through a lot of losing seasons. It's about time for Padres fans to be happy and pack Petco Park for a playoff team, for a home playoff game. They might be down 2-0 to the Dodgers, or they might be up 2-0, or might be 1-1. I don't care what it is. I mean, I do care. Like, I want them to win the series against the Dodgers, obviously. Uh, but... I'm just going to be happy that Petco Park has a freaking playoff game. Because with, with fans in the stands, full fans in the stands, because obviously 2020, they had those playoff games, and that was cool to watch on television, the Padres beating the Cardinals. But to shut up a whole city field crowd tonight, full season, Joe Musgrove give up one hit, the pitching staff give up one hit, and just shove it down all of ESPN's faces and all the Mets fans' faces, just totally embarrassed them. It was such an amazing feeling to watch that as a Padres fan. And not as a Padres fan that just jumped on the bandwagon or anything. As a Padres fan that, you know, in my family, we have season tickets. We go to all these games, 40 games a year, and every playoff game. And we went to all those games in 2017 and in 2018. And in 2016, when Will Myers was like the guy. Now, you can name a bunch of players before you get to Will, right? And, and Will played a big part in today's game. I mean, he made some really, really good plays at first base. But we've been through all of, the diehard fans have been through all of those painful moments. And last year, the collapse. And I was there during the Padre Dodgers 16-inning game where Jace Tingler had three pitchers pinch hit because he didn't know what he was doing managing. But now he's gone. We have Bomel knowing what he's doing, having confidence in his players, Players are playing for Bomel and the coaching staff, and they're playing for this city. It's just an amazing, amazing feeling. If you're not pumped up, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, just an amazing, amazing game. Musgrove, I, I just, he was so freaking good tonight. So freaking good. Um, Clev, I don't know if you guys saw this. It's also on Talking Friars on Twitter. Clev telling the Mets fans to continue to keep crying uh, at the end of that game there. Uh, but, I mean, Joe, getting back to him, less than 60 pitches through five. I think he was around 70 through six. And it definitely, you, you can't say that it didn't light a fire under Joe to have the umpires, have Buck have the umpires come check him, like his ears and everything. Like that's, I'd be pissed off if I had umpires do that to me and I knew I wasn't cheating. I was shutting everyone down in your lineup and you're just trying to get me off of my game and accusing me of cheating. That's what he did. That's what he did. By you, by you having the umpires go out there and check Joe Musgrove, you're saying, I think he's cheating. Go check him. If you didn't think he was cheating, you would have let the game just continue to go. If you're just doing that for gamesmanship and you didn't really think he was cheating, well, then that's total Bush League. That, that's screw you, Buck. If you're doing that and you didn't think he was cheating, then what? why? What are you doing there? Tell your batters to just keep calling time like the Padres were. 
I love that, by the way. The Padres hitters calling time and screwing with Chris Bassett. One, by the way, with the Mets fans that were booing, I understand why they're booing and all that when that was happening, but it's not on the Padres. That was not on the Padres. Chris Bassett and Tomas Nito, I think is who was catching, they couldn't communicate because the crowd was loud and stuff. Bassett couldn't hear from his communication device. And so the Padres, they're sitting there and Bassett keeps shaking off Nito or he's like, I can't hear you. What pitch? Which one? What are they supposed to do? Just sit there for a minute while you're fondling with the MCOM device and you don't know what pitch you're going to throw? No, they're going to call time. They can do that. And you had ESPN broadcasters saying, well, they can't do that next year. It's not next year. I don't care about next year right now. I care about this year. The Padres are using the rules to their advantage this year. That's what's happening. So I love that. And their approach was amazing. They were aggressive from like first pitch on. I think Profar swung at the first pitch. So just total hats off to their approach. And uh, Hassan Kim, I mean, taking the walk in the fourth, stealing second on the first pitch to set up Grisham's single. Um, Soto in the fifth, by the way, I know he came through, made it six, nothing late in the game, total dagger, uh, coming through in the fifth, being a team player, willing to put a sack bunt down, uh, to, I believe, move the runner to second before Manny drove in the run. Total team effort, total freaking team effort. What a win six to nothing. Couldn't have gone better. It could not have gone better. Um, I'm just looking through some quotes here. I'm going to get to your comments. If you want to support the channel here on this amazing night, you can use that super chat button on regular videos. You can use the super thanks button. Again, the Padres shut out the Mets. They're moving on to the National League Division Series. They're going to host a playoff game on Friday. They might get one on Saturday if they can push it to a game four. Clev will probably start game one against the Dodgers on Tuesday at Dodger Stadium. And then game two, don't know who it'll be. Maybe it's Darvish. Would it be so Saturday, Sunday, Monday? It would be on three days rest. Maybe they want to go with Manaya. I don't think they would. They'd probably go Darvish on three days rest. But we'll see. They're going to have a fresh bullpen for Tuesday as well. Uh, they didn't have to use Manaya at all in this series. Um, Wilson, Johnson, there was a lot of guys. Morahone, Tim Hill. Tim Hill didn't pitch at all in this series. There were a lot of guys that didn't have to pitch today. So they're going to get today off, tomorrow off, and be ready for Tuesday. Uh, Ruben Niebla told Tony Gwynn Jr. he wasn't very happy when Buck Showalter asked the umpires to check Joe Musgrove's ears and that it motivated Joe and worked in the Padres' favor. I agree with that. I was telling my mom when we were watching the game, I was like, they, does Buck know that this actually is working against him? Like, this was the wrong thing to do. You piss off Joe Musgrove and the Padres, that's the wrong thing to do. This isn't like Blake Snell who... Maybe if you do that, that might get him off his game. All that's going to do is piss off Joe even more and make him pound the strike zone even more and want to attack and just bring it, bring it up a notch, bring it up to a new level, you know? And that's what happened. That's what Joe did. And he got pissed off and he showed it. And Manny got pissed off and kept, you know, waving to the crowd, bring it up, keep coming. Buck messed with the wrong guy. You don't do that. Buck messed with the wrong freaking guy. Um... Musgrove says S was nasty tonight, so I don't know. They tried to do everything they could to get me out of there. Oh, look at this. Gary Cohen on SNY. He's a Mets guy. And he agrees with Padres fans. He says, a buck having the umpires check, says it smacked of desperation and it was fairly embarrassing, I thought, for Buck to do that in that spot. It was not necessary. Hang on, let me reload Twitter to get back the quote. It wasn't necessary. As it turned out, Musgrove was not cheating. If you're going to pull a stunt like that, you better be right, and Buck wasn't right. Boom. There you go. A Mets guy not backing up the Mets manager. Clevenger, by the way, he is starting game one in L.A. Dennis Lynn just put that out on Twitter. And the boys are celebrating in the clubhouse. This is amazing. Just seeing all the tweets come in of all the celebrations and Padres fans just being so happy right now. 
Here's some audio for the clubhouse, by the way. Amazing. It is amazing right now in that clubhouse. Holy cow. Padres, Dodgers, that is going to be wild. Dodger fans, yeah, they're going to top. They're, gonna, they're definitely going to be talking their crap. And they can say they own us. And yeah, okay. You know, but um, the Padres have a chance. They have a chance. Sure, are the ESPN experts? It's probably going to be 31 nothing now against the against the Padres and maybe it should be because the Dodgers have owned the Padres but this Padres team is different from 2020 this team is playing better than it did at times during this regular season when the Padres couldn't beat the Dodgers and Craig Stammen was giving up grand slams this team is different you know oh wow this is savage this is savage Manny Machado yelled in the clubhouse hey Joe I got that sticky stuff right here with the bottle of champagne in his hand. Wow. Wow. The Padres, dude, they're getting the Mets right now. Holy cow. That was amazing. That's an amazing quote right there. Manny's a savage. Manny does not care about anyone's feelings. I love that. Same thing with Grish. When he's right, he has that swag on him. He had it, he, his swag is back. His swag is back. He tells Tony Gwynn Jr. that the playoffs and atmosphere, the belief in his teammates, that the, or excuse me, the belief his teammates had in him paid dividends in this series. Friday night is going to be amazing at Petco Park. The Mets are never going to hear the end. Or excuse me, they're not... They're never going to ear the end of this one. I saw that circulating around social media. Yeah, that's probably a bad dad joke, but I don't care. Hopefully you were here for the beginning of this episode. If you weren't, I encourage you to go back. Positive vibes only right now, guys. Positive vibes only. Mike, I agree with this. Without a doubt, the Padres' best played game of the season. Yep. Probably. Maybe they, you know... Like, they smacked the Cubs. They've shut out teams. Uh, but, yeah, they shut out the Mets today. Playoff game, backs against the wall. Joe Musgrove, seven innings, gives up one hit. I don't even remember the guy that he gave up the hit to. But what we're all going to remember is this was the Trent Grisham series, and Buck Showalter looks like an idiot for going out and trying to check Joe Musgrove just because Joe Musgrove was dominating his team. That's what I'm going to remember, at least. You're right, Johnny. Now the fun begins. Yep, Padres-Dodgers, baby. Padres-Dodgers. Yep, job ain't finished. I agree here in the comments, people saying that. Downtown probably is popping. Yep. Let me uh, put this Dodger fan in timeout, saying the Dodgers have five home games. No, they don't. Padre fans, this is not when they're going to sell their tickets. They sell their tickets during regular season games because it's not a fun experience. But in the postseason, they're not, I doubt they're going to be selling their tickets to a bunch of Dodger fans. Unless maybe like the first two games of the series go like terribly wrong. But if you're a Padres season ticket holder, you're not selling your tickets. You want to be here for the first home playoff game since when? 2000, was it 2005? Because 2006, didn't they play in St. Louis? Or 2006, they, they, Probably played some of the series at home. I was, sorry, I was three years old then. I'll have to go look back at the research on that. I agree, Michael. Such crap by Showalter checking Joe's ear. Yep. Beat LA. Matt, 
We got a Braves fan in here who says, please go beat the Dodgers. Sincerely, a Braves fan. I don't know. If we beat the Dodgers, Matt, you Braves fan, I don't know if the, uh, if the Braves are going to want to play the Padres. It's going to be a tough task, but they just beat 100-win team, beat Scherzer, beat Bassett, and now they're on to another who has had some time off. And the Padres are hot, as confident as any team in baseball. Yep, Michael, I agree. We had the Manny and Soto moment tonight. Yep. Yeah, this is a good point by Jared here. He says, let's go pods, P-A-D-S, not P-O-D-S. The Daily News or something, New York Daily News in New York, one of the newspapers, they put pods as P-O-D-S in their newspaper on, I think, Friday night. Like, what are you doing? Do you not, do you not know how to spell? Like, AirPods? Come on. Yeah, Matt, or M. Garza, I don't know what your first name is, sorry. He says, butt grabs butts. Yeah, for anyone that didn't see, he saw he grabbed Jacob deGrom's butt last night after his start. And then today he was grabbing balls. So what's next? I don't know. He wanted the he liked the umpires grabbing Musgrove's ears. He was grabbing Musgrove's ball that he was throwing. I, I don't know. He was trying to get in his head. Didn't work. Didn't work. Mike says, Showalter is a jerk, and he showed that every time they interviewed him during the game. All three games, he was a smartass. Yeah, I mean, that's how Buck is, you know? Like, oh, here we go. Buck Showalter, here we go, explaining the umpire check. All right, here we go. He says, hang on. Let me first, let me see if I can find the audio to this first. Because you probably want to hear from Buck Showalter himself than for me to just uh, read it. Here we go. Here's the Buck Showalter audio. Hang on. I got to load it. Here's the Buck Showalter audio. About the Musgrove check. You'd ask the umpires for a check. Uh, it was, you know, we have privy to a lot of things that point that direction. Obviously, you know, I, I love him as a pitcher, always have. And well, hang on, sorry, hang on, let me go get it back. My Wi Fi is not working. Did you see from him that caused you to ask? It was, you know, we have, you know, I feel kind of bad about it, that it, it, but it won't cast anything. He's too good a pitcher, and they're too good a, you know, it's, without getting into a lot of things, you know, the spin rates and different things that you, I'm sure you're all aware of, you know, when you see something that uh, that, uh, that jumps out at you. I get a lot of information in the dugout that, uh, you know, Certainly weren't having much luck uh, the way it was going, that's for sure. But, you know, I'm charged with doing what's best for the New York Mets. And if it makes, you know, however it might make me look or uh, or whatever, I'm going to do that every time and live with the consequences. I'm not here to uh, not hurt somebody's feelings, you know. I'm going to do what's best for our players in the New York Mets. And uh, I felt like that was best for us right now. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what, Buck. Let me tell you what, Buck. That was not best for your players because that pissed off Joe, pissed off the Padres, and they only got better since you tried to check him. So, no, you weren't doing what was best for the Mets. You tried to make Joe look like a fool. Now you look like a fool. It's hard for me to sympathize for him. It just is. By the way, did you guys see the SNY predictions before the series? Every expert that they had in that graphic picked the Mets to win the series. I know that's the Mets broadcasting partner. Uh, but So there's another a lot of people that were counting out the Padres and were like, Mets, 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 Mets. Yeah, okay. 
How that? How does that look now? I'm tweeting that graphic out at Talking Furs on Twitter. I just tweeted it out. You can go see it. All right, back to the comments here. Yeah, Daybreak Mission, I agree. Hope the Dodgers had some nice, relaxing time off. Someone else is hot right now, and that's the Padres. Matthew says, my favorite game by Joe. Yeah, I mean, the no-hitter one for me is probably right there as well. Like, that's hard to top. But in the postseason, seven innings, one hit. And just the way it ended like that, like, it's probably one of my favorites as well. It's definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite. So, yeah, I agree with that one, Matthew. Oh, good question. What's uh, day, uh, what's Daybreak Mission asked, what's Grish's stats for this series? Well, he got a hit, I believe, in every game. Yeah, he homered the first two, got multiple hits today. Um, he went two for two tonight. So two for two. Uh, two for two, two plus two, four. Three for four in the first or the last two games. Uh, he finished the series, I believe, four for eight at the plate. Five hundred on the series. Two home runs, an RBI single tonight, and an amazing, just momentum, any momentum crushing catch during this game on the can of fly ball to right center. MVP of the series is Trent Grisham. The eight hitter on this team. The eight hitter. That's how well things are going right now for the Padres. Yeah, John, I, I bet. Mets fans are losing it. I, I bet. Turning on WFAN tomorrow is going to be funny. Mets fans are going to be losing their mind. And now, guess what? Now they get to talk about how much money do we need to offer DeGrom to stay because the season's over? They get to those questions now. It's amazing. We got to bring back Edwin Diaz. We got to bring back Brandon Nimmo. They're all free agents. Taiwan Walker, Taiwan Walker, excuse me. 100 plus wins out of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I said this earlier, Daybreak Mission. What happened to that 12th place pitching staff that we had? It performed. They're, they were much better than the 12th best pitching staff. That's what happened. Mets fans trash-talking the Braves for about five and a half months. This is what they deserve. They choked their division and postseason. Go Braves. I would love to see the Padres in the NLCS. So I think this is a Braves fan. Yeah, well, I mean, the Mets, they did have, Mets fans, they did have a right to trash talk the Braves because they were up 10 and a half games at one point. But once they started choking it, yeah, then they couldn't, they couldn't do that. I agree, JD. Trent, yeah, took the heart out of the Mets with his catch. Mets fans' tears were amazing to see. I agree. Yep, Trent for MVP. I'm trying to see... Uh, if Bally has any coverage, any video, I'm sure they do. I'm just trying to get some audio from the clubhouse and stuff. Yep, here we go. Here's Joe Musgrove. Again, celebrating with Scan in the in the clubhouse post game. Here we go. That's official. Now I can hear you. All right. Hey, congratulations, Joe. How fantastic did the field be going for the NLDS? Oh, man. Uh, incredible to feel there. It's a quite a relief, man. I've been sick to my stomach all day leading up to this start. Uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of nerves. But, you know, you fall back on all the hard work. We talked about it before. I saw a quote that K.J. Osborne, uh, <laughs> I saw a quote that K.J. Osborne said, uh, reposted from someone else, and it was, there's a lot of power in the compounding you know, effects of, of what you do, you know, the preparation, the effort, the energy, the intensity. So, uh, you know, I fell back on a lot of that, and I, 
you know, I dove into the fact that we got all the fans in San Diego waiting for this moment, the girlfriends and wives here, the fan base that followed us from San Diego, and I, you know, try to put that on my shoulders and carry it through the night. Well, you more than did that. That's something you, you thought about as a kid, I would imagine. It came up with the biggest game of your life, and you came through. How good does it feel to bring postseason baseball back to San Diego? Yeah, I mean, incredible, man. You think about it as a kid, everything that you imagine or that you, like, recreate in your backyard is... You know, big moments like this in the playoffs. So to get the opportunity to go out there and for the team to trust me enough to give me the ball in a, in a do-or-die game means a world to me. What was working for you tonight? It looked like everything. Man, everything, yeah. Uh, throughout the last, down the stretch of my starts, we talked about a little bit of trial and error with some weapons and getting things ready for the postseason. And the changeup was a big weapon. I didn't throw very much tonight, but throwing it at the times that I did allowed me to use the spin and open up some other pitches. Uh, the fastball was the best I felt all year with it. Uh, but ultimately, it was just execution. The command was, was spot on tonight. How big was it to get those runs early by Austin Hill? Man, dude, the two runs early to start, it quieted down the crowd a lot. And I talked about yesterday in that post in the press conference, having a good first inning and getting through those first three in the lineup and getting the nerves settled down is, is going to be big. So to get three quick outs and keep them on the ground, get two runs right away, go back out and, and be able to manage the game from that point was awesome. Some really good defensive plays by Grish, by Soto, um, by Will. I mean, just nonstop, good, good game all around. What do you want to say to the fans of San Diego watching right now? Yeah, we'll see you all in L.A. Manny, congratulations, man. How good does it feel to go to the NLDS? Oh, man, it feels awesome. You know, we get to play in front of our home crowd. That's what we wanted all along, and, you know, we're able to overcome that. How much does that mean to you to bring baseball back to the Padre fans after 16 years? They haven't seen it at Petco Park. I mean, it's been a long time, and it's been coming, and, you know, we could have done it with a better guy on the mound tonight. You know, he went out there, gave us the opportunity to go out there and, you know, give it our all, and, what a hell of a job he did today. Wow, 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 wow. It's unbelievable. You've been unbelievable all season long. How proud are you of this ball club? You've been the leader of this team. It seems like everybody stepped up playoff time for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, once you get in, it's all about playing. It's all about competing. You know, Chris has been the biggest guy that led us this, this weekend, you know. And our preaching staff did, did the job that they've done all year. I mean, it's just, what a resilient team that we got here, man. Everyone keeps fighting. Everyone keeps doing what they got to do to keep winning. And that's how that really matters. What do you want to say to the fans of San Diego that are watching right now? We're coming home. You know, we uh, unfinished business. Unfinished business, we're coming home. Those are the words of Manny Machado after tonight's win. Just pure excitement in that clubhouse. Just happiness in that clubhouse. Partying uh, and visiting clubhouse in City Field. Smells, it's going to smell like champagne probably for a while. Uh, and the Padres. Regardless of what happens in that Dodgers series in the NLDS, they're going to be happy. It's going to smell like champagne going back to City Field next season. And, you know, I think the Padres, they're not big fans of the Mets now, definitely. I think Padre fans, including me, not big fans of Buck Showalter now, not big fans of the Mets. Yeah, we beat them, but... Um, Mets fans chanting cheater at Joe Musgrove. I think that's something we need to point out. Mets fans chanting cheater at Joe Musgrove tonight when they had zero evidence of him cheating. Zero. That's unacceptable. They should be ashamed of themselves to be chanting cheater at a guy that's just mowing down your hitters. And you're just trying to think of an excuse. Just thinking of an excuse. That was, I mean, it was unbelievable, unbelievable, and it was believable um, to see Mets fans do that. I know that they're not on, they, they weren't watching the TV and didn't see uh, that there was nothing on Joe Musgrove and they saw the check, but they saw, but they did, they were at the game. They saw that the check didn't go as Buck Showalter wanted, meaning that Joe wasn't cheating. So you don't go and start yelling cheater at Joe Musgrove. Just classless, just classless. And so I think that's what made it much better uh, to see Mets fans just silent like a church after the Padres beat the Mets tonight. Um, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And um, man, I wish Don and Mud were on that call. I really do. Let me try to pull up Jesse and Tony's call of some of these plays because. I want to get some of the San Diego perspective on this, or the San Diego call, because we know the ESPN call, they were rooting for the Mets. Uh, by the way, first pitch of Game 1 NLDS on Tuesday, 
That's going to be at 6.37 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, I believe. Clevenger on the mound for the Padres. Max Scherzer says post-game, this is a kick in the balls. Hmm. It's a great kick in the balls. How's that? Um, I'm trying to find the audio here. Here's Jesse Agler. Jesse Agler, I think this was to end the game. His call to end the game. Here's the pitch to Marte. Swung on, granted, slowly to third. Manny charges is. Now plays the hop. Throw to first is in time. And the Padres have not only captured the moment, they have captured the wild card series. And it's on to Los Angeles for game one of the NLDS Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium. There will be playoff baseball at Petco Park in 2022. All right, now let me get to some of the home run call, or um, not the home run calls, the big plays in the game. Again, this is obviously from 97.3 The Fan. Here was Austin Nola's big two-run single. Big two-run single on a breaking ball that gave the Padres the 2-0 lead, and that ended up being all that they needed because of how great that 12th-ranked pitching staff was. 0-2 again. Pitch to Nola is grounded through the left side and a base hit. Bell is on his way home. Kim is right behind him. A two-run battle single for Austin Nola, and the Padres strike first 2-0 here in the second inning. What a clutch at-bat by Nola that was. I mean, fouling off pitches... There were some pitches that were inside the strike zone that he fouled off. There were some pitches that were outside the strike zone that he fouled off. Uh, and then for him to capitalize on that breaking ball that Chris Bassett left there uh, was amazing. What a night. What a freaking night. GWS says $4,000 for my experience. Tonight? Tonight's game or the series? That's a lot of money. I mean, I guess it it's worth it if you have the money, but holy cow, that's a lot. Let me know if that's for if that was for like the whole Met series or what, like what your situation is. Here's more from the Padres Clubhouse. You know how after they clinched a playoff spot. They were singing Gangnam Style, uh, and the uh, I think it was Kim's interpreter. Uh, he was dancing to it. They did it again inside the Padres clubhouse. Obviously, the video is better. You can look it up on the Padres social media. But here is the audio of it. Oh, wait, hang on. There's no audio to it. My bad. The Padres tweeted it like there was audio to it. All right, well maybe maybe someone pressed the wrong button and there was it's on it's on a mute button. There's no mute or, or it's muted. There's no sound to it. What a quote by Max Scherzer, by the way. Again, I'll say it again. This is a kick in the balls. Yep, right in the nuts. It was great to see the Padres deliver that. Oh, he says the Padres home game. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is a good quote by Bob Melvin, by the way. He says, Joe Musgrove is a man of character after uh, Buck checked Musgrove. Yeah, I agree. He is one. Like I mentioned the quote that he said earlier this week, or was it last week, whenever it was, about him wanting a real ring. Like he doesn't feel good about that 2017 championship. So why would he cheat? Why would he cheat? Especially in his hometown team's uniform in a winner-take-all game. You were just trying to get him off of his game, and now you look like an idiot. And I'm glad that he looks like an idiot. I am. Sorry, not sorry, I guess. 
So setting up this Padres-Dodgers series Tuesday, it'll be game one. That is going to be at 6.37 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And then game two will be on Wednesday. That's going to be at 5.37 p.m. Pacific time. Don't know who's starting that game for either team. Don't know who the game one starter for the Dodgers is yet either. Uh, they would have an off day on Thursday. That's October 13th. And then game three, Petco Park, Dodgers at Padres. Don't know the time. Don't know what the time will be for that game. Uh, but there's two games that day. It'll be uh, Atlanta Philly. That's the first game because it's on the East Coast. And then the Padres will be the later game. So probably 6.30, maybe 7, whatever their spot is there. That's on FS1. Game four. On Saturday, that'll be at Petco Park if necessary. That's on FS1. Uh, obviously, don't know the times. Potentially four games that day. Uh, but I'm not going to go too deep in the schedule other than just saying what the days of the games would be. Uh, Sunday, October 16th would be Game 5, Padres-Dodgers. Um, if there is a Game 5. And then they... Um, well, it's a five-game series, so... That would be that. And then they'd move on to the NLCS. If they do get past the Dodgers, that would be Tuesday, October 16th. Or 18th, excuse me. Tuesday, October 18th. That would start it. So the rest of the playoff teams are set. The rest of the playoff matchups are set. Padres, Dodgers, winner of this series, moves on to the NLCS to face the winner of the Braves and Phillies. All of these member best of five. And then on the American League side, you got the Guardians facing the Yankees. Winner of that series moves on to the ALCS to face the winner of the Astros and the Mariners. The Padres were the only team that needed three games to win, but I don't care. They won. They had one of their best games in franchise history. The hometown kid was absolutely amazing in this game. Seven innings, gave up one hit. The bullpen was great. The whole pitching staff gave up one hit in the game. Juan Soto came through, Manny Machado came through, Austin Nola came through, Trent Grisham came through, and then there were other guys throughout this series. Profar, Kim, Myers was great defensively. There were a lot of other guys that came through in this series that deserve credit as well. Obviously, Darvish is another one of those guys for pitching great in game one. Um, it was a team series win, and now it's on to the Dodgers. So I appreciate everyone so much for tuning in and i'll leave you with this this is the message to the mets